Good practice in yesterday, uh, today as well, and uh, worked on the different facets of the week that we're working on and got two more left. So, open it up. Yes, yeah, the first one. So it's, it's kind of is what it is. I mean, I think that you always want to establish who you are and create that identity and you do it through camp, really, and you do it through scrimmages and you do it through practices and meetings. And I think they've begun to do that. They're starting to take on a personality. It's a unit and uh, both sides of the ball and special teams. But, you know, you don't, you, nobody in the country knows what they got till they go out there and play. And so many kids that haven't had to respond to the lights that, you know, it's going to be really fun to see some of these kids grow up and play. What's been your impression of, you know, transitioning from camp mode to Vanderbilt prep and how pleased you've been with how you guys have taken on kind of that great game prep? They've been good. They've really been locked in. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's like everything. If you start on it too early, they get burnt out with it. And if you start on it too late, you wish you had gone earlier and gotten more prep. Uh, so, you know, we're kind of, although it's a Tuesday, we're kind of like, at a Wednesday, Thursday stage, and we've still got two more practices to try to go back and change some things, tweak some things, and try to figure out what's going to work best. Coach, obviously your, your focus is on Vanderbilt and everything you do to win that game. How curious are you on the other side of things? You have two other quarterbacks that you sat in their living room and recruited them and asked them to come to Georgia compete, and they're going to start elsewhere. Are you curious just to see how those guys do somewhere else? Because, you know, obviously you've got your guys. Yeah, I'm really focused on us. I mean, I don't think any coach in the country will would tell you any different. There's just so much that uh, we got to prepare for and so many unknowns in our game. I mean, you know, how's this kid going to play? How's that kid going to play? What's he going to adjust to? What are we going to have to do in special teams? Just so many unknowns that that's consuming my thoughts. Will uh, James Coley be uh, in the box or on the field? Uh, James uh, will probably be on the field. It's what we've done in the scrimmages, what he and I have talked about doing, and we're open to looking at it different ways, but um, right now it's probably what we're going to do. What uh, does Georgia's offense look like under Coley? Some of your players have been asked all preseason you know, about what might change. Can you share anything? You know, I don't know. I mean, we, we did a lot of things. Uh, with Jim here that we didn't necessarily always do. Um, we, we, you, know, you have more offense than you, always, than you don't always show, and you try to use what you need, and um, what you don't need, you don't use. So there's things that we had in games that we didn't use in the past, and sure it'll be that way now. I don't, I mean, we want to be explosive. We want to be able to score points. I think in college football nowadays, you got to be able to score points. You look at the best teams in the country, they can do that. So um, we've got to be able to score points. And whatever it takes to do that, whether it's wearing people down or throwing the ball, we got to be flexible enough to do it. Uh, I really hadn't decided on any of that stuff yet. We'll see closer to the game. But Jake's done a good job. And a lot of those kids have plenty well. Maybe I should ask you about this earlier, but you came into camp a couple years ago really harping on special teams and wanting to get better special teams wise. Was there any focus like that for you guys this year that whether it's red zone offense or defense or anything like that, a specific no, we talked about defensively. You know, we think we've got to create some more negative plays and that's been a big focus for us. Uh, you know, red area we were not where we need to be in the country, turnover ratio, we were not in there. anywhere we didn't make our goal was we'll an area of improvement and our goals are pretty lofty goals when it comes to 
offensive, defensive, and special teams, and uh, we didn't make many of them. Uh, so that's that's always an area that we try to concern ourselves with. And to be honest with you, special teams, it's always at the forefront because every game you watch, you know, there's critical errors that are made in that game, and our intent is to try to put pressure on our opponent in every phase of the game, and that's what special teams is, a chance to put pressure on somebody. guys to be able to play right away um, but we're not always right and sometimes they have an extra year because they can redshirt and still play too uh, I don't think anybody in the country would tell you they go take a junior college player to not playing I mean there's no intent in that you, you, you you're able to see what you're getting better because he goes against better quality competition and also they can come work out at your camp so when you get a kid to come in and work out at camp you know you have to be careful because you're comparing him to high school kids, but he has to look like your current players, and he's got to be able to perform at a high level. And uh, we thought both those guys were good football players, and they've done a good job in camp eating for them. With DJ, how did those extra reps during the fall practice season sort of help him this fall and kind of getting adjusted to sort of that yeah, I don't know that Bowl did. I mean, Bowl was probably overwhelming more than anything. I think spring practice was where uh, he was able to really mature and learn and, and teach at a better pace. I mean, Bowl practice guys, he we, we weren't out there trying to coach him. I mean, he wasn't able to play. So um, he got to rep and be on the scout team some. So we got to see him, you know, cover really good wideouts. That was the good thing. Um, but we didn't get to really developing, but he developed during the spring. He's done a nice job, and, and DJ's still got ways to go, too. I mean, DJ's a guy that's growing in our system. Our system's not easy to just walk in and learn, and he's he's done a good job trying to really come grind and meet at it and meet Coach Warren a lot. What kind of difference would Monty Rice have made if he was healthy down the stretch last year, and how much has he kind of taken that role as a yeah, he's smart. He's bright. Um, he he plays with toughness. He probably plays better in the games than he does even in practices because he 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 plays so hard. He plays with such good effort, um, and he's you know he's a, he's a difference maker for us because we don't have uh, a ton of that position where it's just lightning fast when you compare it to what we've had with Roquan and some of the guys in the history. And he's a guy that can run fast. He's a high four six guy that runs well and, and does a good job for us. So I certainly think that uh, his future's bright as a leader for our defense. And uh, we need him to play well. We need him to play good to, to help our defense. Yeah, that was probably even you know three or four days ago when we started on Vanderbilt, just making sure that we feel good about our ability to manage the clock, our ability to get the signals in, our ability to do the kicking game and do it in an efficient manner, our depth charts and kicking game. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't stop ever. 
and it doesn't start anywhere because it's just on a continuum. But I certainly think the closer you get to a game, the more you heighten your awareness to it, especially as a, a head coach, because you're always trying to see everything. Um, and sometimes you try to see too much, you don't see anything at all. So you gotta be careful. A couple of years ago, uh, you guys had um, a scholarship open, Rodrigo got it, it was a really cool moment, that video and everything. Uh, by my count, and I may be wrong on this, I think you got a couple, and I wanted to know if you, if you were gonna give anybody uh, any of the walk-ons or any contributors from that area? Yeah, I don't really talk about the 85 numbers because a lot of times things aren't accurate out there. People don't understand when guys transfer, how it counts, uh, grad transfers, initials, mid-years, a lot of information involved in that that, that uh, we just keep in-house. Brian Herring doesn't make as much hype as the guys behind him, but what, what's he done? It seems like he's had a pretty strong camp, maybe yeah, Brian, is, since he's been here, he, he practices and plays with unbelievable toughness and effort. Uh, I mean, every cut-up we watch on special teams when we're doing drills, he's at the front of the line, he's competing, and he doesn't play on a lot of special teams, but he develops. He's like become, that's part of his trade is that he can go do those things. And then as a running back, he's uh, picked up pressures this year better than he ever has. Uh, he's run really hard, tough yards, caught the well, out of the backfield, but he—I mean—he kind of always done that. He's just never been at the uh, in the limelight, and I think this is a great opportunity for him for a guy that's had a really good camp and run the ball tough. Uh, he's been kind of just waiting on his opportunity, and his opportunity is now. Well, he's tough. He's physical. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that he feels like he's got a chip on his shoulder. I know he plays the game in a. A violent way when it comes to contact he's not he doesn't shy away from contact and uh he, he, he seeks people out um and he's really elusive and he's got great hands i mean brian's been a really good athlete for a long time deandre swift's a guy for you he's never had more than 17 carries in the game how much would you say of that is is, is managing him because of uh i don't know his, his his style or maybe injury prone and just kind of circumstances have left it that way uh, is it or would you like to see him get more opportunities than that? Well, I, I, I can't speak to high school, so I don't I don't know that. But I can speak to the time here. He's been in the backfield with some good players. I mean, we obviously know his freshman year. Um, and we know last year with the guys that we had in the backfield with him, um, really two, three guys that, that – you know, there may not be an opportunity for one guy to get 25, 30 carries. It's just the, the game is not built like it used to be for guys to, to carry that. The, the people hitting these guys are bigger, faster, stronger. There's a lot more licks. Um, just it may not happen that way. But if it I, I know that should it be that way, that he has to carry the ball 25 times a game to win. I have no doubt that DeAndre Swift could do that. But. It all goes back to, is that necessary? And you do what you have to do to win. And sometimes other guys have good skill sets. Sometimes other guys are fresher. Um, sometimes it's a rotation pattern. And some of our games haven't dictated where a guy could get that many carries because some of our games have been lopsided and you don't get a chance to get guys that many carries. Walter had a little bit of a specialized role for you guys last year with that star Sam type thing. Is, have you guys put more on his plate? You know, this season, is he, is he doing anything different as far as the outside linebackers go taking on more? Uh, he's very similar role. Uh, he's playing outside backer star type deal. He plays on third down. It's one of the jacks. Uh, he's very um, intelligent. He plays well in space. 
Um, he understands our system probably better than anybody in that room. So it's a very, very valuable role and depth and experience that makes you feel comfortable that he can adjust to formations that people get in. Yeah. How difficult is when you guys put him out there at that start, how difficult is, of a role is that for an outside linebacker to play out there in space and to do things like that? Depends on who you're matched up on. I mean, if you're out there on Miko, it's different than if you're out there on Charlie Warner. You know, I mean, it, what we're asking him to do, hopefully, is like bodies. Um, it, the, the, the difficulty increases based on what personnel they're in. And the difficulty increases based on what we ask him to do. But we try not to put him to doing things that he can't do that Mark and Devon maybe can do. So there's a role for him there, and he does a good job playing it. You looking at it as a rotation? I know when you talked before, you said if you could just put three or four guys out there, the same way you would, but they had separation. What linebacker? How do you, well, I was going to ask you, how does a rotation, is it a rotation or is it a based on formation circumstances? How do you manage linebackers? What linebacker? Your, your linebacker core. All right, are we talking about inside or outside? No, I mean, just in general, both. It's open well, outside is really a fresh thing because I look at the outside linebacker as part of the defensive front. So you don't play any of those guys every snap. They roll in by series. They roll in by uh, circumstances. Inside backer is based on, are they have two tight ends in the game? Do they have one tight end in the game? Do they have no tight ends in the game? Is it third down? So there's a lot of decisions. Some guys play better in space. Some guys play better in the box. Some guys just play better all together. And each guy has its strength. And we try to put their strength on the field based on what the other team is doing so being that I don't know Vanderbilt's game plan I can't tell you the rotation of the linebackers but should it be a bunch of box it'll be these guys should it be a bunch of open it'll be these guys if we get them to third down which I hope we do it'll be this guy but that's basically how it's going to work out is it a luxury at all to have that have that the depth of running back you spoke about yeah, the biggest benefit is our practices because everybody's going against a good back at all times. You know, when you got one good back, that's great and all, but you're not actually wanting to hit him. You're not actually wanting to practice against him because you're scared to death and then your whole defense suffers. So I like to think if you got five or six good backs and you send a couple of them down to the defense for periods, your defensive players get to thud and play on good backs. So there's, and plus your special teams take a huge uh, jolt because you got good football players playing on those. So there's a lot of advantages. You know, the tough thing is the management of it because every back wants the ball. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you guys want every guy to get a thousand yards and a thousand carries. I, I ain't got enough balls to go around and do that. So I, I'm trying to keep them happy because y'all keep talking about how many of them are going to have a thousand yards. Is there a time before the game comes for the first game of the season where you want to just get away with family one last time, so to speak? No, I mean, do I, do I want to? <laughs> I ask, are, you, are you saying do I want to or will I? Do I want to? Yeah, but I mean, there's not going to be a time between now and the game that. Oh yeah, I mean, every coach in America, high school all the way down to any level, there's you 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 sacrifice parts of your family now because I mean I spend countless hours in this building that I don't get to be with my kids and my family, but when I do, I got to be present. I've got to be quality time and it's quality over quantity and they understand those sacrifices there's a lot of benefits that come with it too is it hard to turn off when you you know during the 
Oh yeah, it's it's hard to turn off in the season because you just you got recruiting, you got this. You're always thinking about what might what, ha what might happen in a game. What are you going to do next? I mean, yeah, it's 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 definitely hard to turn, turn off. If you don't, you got to be careful. You can burn yourself out and not get rest, and that's not good either. So you got to find a happy medium. And most of the time, it's really intense, stressful at the Thursday, and then I say when the hay's in the barn, you got to you got to let it go and you got to go play and, and you got to rest a little bit, and recover, so you can be sharp on game day. Uh, well, I mean, they're all, they all three rotate. So, I mean, everybody came up today making a big deal. But, but, I mean, Eric Stokes has been with the twos just as much as DJ Daniel and just as much as Tyson Campbell. Those, guys, those three guys have all rolled. And Tyreek Stevenson's done a good job. Amir Speed's had a good camp. So those five guys have really worked hard. They've grown. Um, we're not really settled on who the starters are going to be when it comes to that because those guys will rotate and play. But I don't even – I mean, we haven't decided who's going to be out there. i got to go look at this practice to figure some of that out because we, we don't have many more practices left to decide that. Thank you. Thanks. Okay.